Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Y'all never mind me. Hey everybody, I was thinking about something kind of related to a video I was watching with a comedian Godfrey and another comedian, Ali Sadiq, both of them real funny guys. And Ali Sadiq was telling a story to Godfrey about um, some stuff that happened while he was in jail. And it was very interesting and it made me think about the correlation of not just jail, but um, positions in life where You may have been sent for punishment, rightfully so or wrongfully so. And that that place of punishment or that place of discipline or that place of, um, I guess, uh, no direction, we'll call it, ends up being a place that is the most formative for you. Some of the some of the most stressful situations and some of the most seemingly negative situations that end up becoming ultimately positive and Ali the comedian Ali Sadiq he's told stories on a bunch of different shows about you know different things that happen in his life in general but also uh, during his time in prison and he he was talking about because Godfrey asked him how did you get started with comedy did you get started while you were in prison and Ali Sadiq said that uh he was working on this section in the prison because he was working as a kind of like a custodian. So he was doing sweep up all around the jail. So he got to go all around the prison and stuff. And Ali Sadiq said he got to a section that was kind of known for being rowdy, burning up papers and flooding, flooding the toilet and then like throwing pee and throwing poop and all, all sorts of wild stuff. And he said he got over there and he got to talking to the guys and asking like, why, what's y'all problem? Why y'all, why y'all act so crazy all the time? And the guy told him that, you know, they didn't have, they didn't get clean clothes over there. Their food would come over there uh, cold. They didn't have no TV, just a bunch of simple stuff. But, it you know, di- disrespectful stuff that was happening to them and just mistreatment, you know. And even though, you know, people say it's jail, like you still want to be treated like a human being. So anyway, Ali did did them a couple favors. He was able to get them some clean clothes and kind of um, since he was working as a custodian, he made it a point to kind of talk to the guards like, hey, can we do this section first with delivering food so their food would be hot? So uh, he said in regards to like the TV, he said they couldn't get him a TV or nothing, but he loved the TV show Ali Sadiq did. He loved the TV show Martin while he was in there. So he said he would study it intently so he can go act it out for those guys. And he said the only way that all the guys in the tier could see him was that if he went to this one section and kind of like backed up right up against the wall and he had his broom with him. So, so that was kind of like his his first uh entry into stand up but even um even in that he was he was you know just trying to do a, a solid for some guys who could use some help and he kind of found his way into uh perfecting a craft and it's very interesting cuz it kind of while he was telling the story it made me think about um 
it made me think about some other people. Like it made me think about Joseph from, from the Bible, Joseph, uh, the son of, uh, Jacob, Israel, and how the brothers had conspired against him and like sold him into slavery and stuff and how he was in bondage and how during that time he kind of developed or he kind of, uh, I won't say developed, he kind of perfected the the dream portion of his life and how he even developed the administrative portion of what would later become a, a key facet for both his life and for that of all the other Hebrews that were in uh, Egypt, at, Egypt at that time. And how through that, he kind of got the attention of Pharaoh and even got uh, hired essentially to be uh, the administrator over the Pharaoh's affairs. It said he got, the Bible says that he got to a point where even Pharaoh didn't know how much he had of like, you know, food and like gold and stuff like that, because Joseph was such a good administrator that he knew that Joseph took care of it. So he just trusted it all to Joseph. And it was just interesting because you think about that and you think about even Daniel and the other princes of uh, Israel later on in history, how under Babylonian capture, they were able to still, um, and also through the help of Josiah, when they were able to go back into uh, their lands in Jerusalem, how they were able to still have, what's the word I'm looking for, how they were able to still flourish, even though they were definitely in a time of captivity. So it's just interesting to think about the times that should be at your lowest and how other people would be in those positions and would probably give up and probably, you know, just be crushed by the weight or just resign themselves to say, hey, I deserve to be here. I've done wrong things. So that's why I'm here. I'm gonna do my time and not be productive and just, you know, kind of just waste time and just let this time pass me by while these other people kind of found they found themselves they found things that they were good at they found things that they could excel at and they found things that they could actually make a difference in the lives of not just themselves but other people and it kind of for me I remember when and I tell the story a lot when I when I got divorced and how it was such a a stressful period for me it was very very uncomfortable and I remember that there was a time when I when I said to myself you know after after you know praying and stuff like you know talking to God and stuff and there was a point where I said okay well even though I'm still physically in this situation let's let's find out what it is that I want to do what makes me happy what are the things that I've always wanted to try but I've kind of never given it a fair shake and one of those things happened to be writing and the other thing was I, I want to play music. So I put my my all into that and it became something, you know, even those practices just at my house, just practicing on, you know, drumsticks and couch pillows or drumsticks. And I was using a mouse pad as like a practice pad on a on a on a bar stool and just even doing those things. Just, you know, for me, it was about it was a very conscious decision that I want to get better and I want to do these things to get better. So it kind of it kind of related, but for Ali Sadiq and even for Joseph and for Daniel and the other princes of uh, Israel, it, it had to be something that was within them to say, we're going to try to do these things. In the case of Daniel and the other princes, it was a, a matter of just their faith that even though it seemed like Israel was thoroughly defeated and they were essentially thoroughly defeated, not destroyed, but thoroughly defeated, they still had a semblance of 
faith. They still had their, their measure of faith. And they said, well, even though, you know, we may not be a country or we may not be a people that are united again, we can still hold fast to our faith and we can still push toward the market and this being our goal. And the same thing with Ali Sadiq, I imagine that he found something that he was good at and he stuck with it. So it was, it was something that he could, he could grow with. He could, he could find a better way to do it. He could, you know, he could perfect his craft. And he said that he always wanted to be a comedian. Uh, also talking to, to uh, Godfrey, he wanted to be a comedian. And he remembers, he remembers when he was 10 years old, his father took him to essentially maybe an open mic night or a comedy night or something like that. And he said he was too scared to get up on stage at that time, but he had always thought about that and always kind of wanted to do it. So it's just interesting when life slowed down enough because he got incarcerated, that that was one of the things that he found himself gravitating toward talking to people and bringing joy to people. So I guess my, my thought today, my thought in regard to all of those stories is it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of what do you want to have happen, even in good times or in bad times? What do you want? What will you pursue? What do you desire to have? What do you desire to have? What is what is the thing that that motivates you that you want to see accomplished and that those things are absolutely positive? And even if you're not having success with those things and even if you're not even in the mind state to see those things all the way through, you can still pursue them. Thing, those things you can still pursue them. You can still you can still say, you know, well, I just want to try this, even though, you know, I'm not the best at this moment. And I don't even know if I'll ever be the best. It's something I enjoy doing. It's something that speaks to me, something that is, is like a call, basically. Like I feel like I'm called or I am led or I am very interested in, or it's my heart's motivations, whatever you call it. What are those things for your life? What are those things that motivate you when you think if I had all the money and all the resources in the world, what are, what are, what are the things that would still get you out of bed? What are, what are the things that are still motivate you to try harder? What are the things that still, that still get you going? So for me, I love, I love writing. I love writing and I've, I love comedy and I would love to speaking of absurd, put it into the atmosphere or other. I would love to write for a comedy just to see if I could do it because I think that I'd be pretty good at it. <laughs> and, um, I'm, I'm almost positive. I'd be good at it because even if I wasn't good at it, I love it so much that I would keep working until I got good at it. So that that inspires me. I love making music. I love playing the drums. I love all of that. So having a love for it kind of motivates me to keep going with it. So those are the things that I would do. And those are the things that I, I put time into. So I guess I'm I'm talking to to me that even even in a bad or I'm I'm reliving, I guess, to remind myself that even in those bad situations, there was great, greater good that came from those. And I think about my life personally a lot. And I think that if I had the opportunity to do it over and, you know, someone were to say, well, you don't have to go through these situations anymore. We can bypass all of that and we can skip you ahead. And of course, it would be it would change the trajectory of your life. Would you skip those things? And during it, I might have said, yeah. But after having come out of it, I honestly have to say that I would be a vastly different person. And I don't know if I would like the person that I would have become had it not been for those circumstances and had it not been for the things that I learned while going through them. 
uh, before I went through them and even after I had gone through them. I don't know if I would want to be that person. So I'm thankful for the uh, I call it uh, the the hells in the middle of, you know, heaven or the excuse me, the heaven in the middle of what would be hell, basically. And I'm thankful for those situations because I learned something most importantly about myself and I learned something about those situations. And I learned that for me, I learned that I could trust I could trust in the instincts that God gave me. And I learned that I could trust in God for me. Uh, so just just, you know, I guess I'm kind of encouraging those who may be in a situation that feels like a hell that there can still be heaven found there. If you change your focus and don't look so much at the situation, I know it's easy to say, don't look so much at the situation. Look at in that situation, what could bring you joy? Not even regarding that situation while you're in the middle of it, since you can't airlift yourself out of it. What could you do to bring you joy for today, for this moment? And if that thing is not self-destructive or destructive to anyone else, why not pursue that thing and see if it could become something either even greater when you come out of that, that situation. So that's the thoughts I have for today. So I hope that you're inspired, not by me uh, specifically, but I hope that I play a part of the inspiration that, that fires you towards your next thing and keeps you going. All right. Please walk Sparky for me. No way. <laughs> I'll throw in a caramel frappe. Ooh, make it a large. Deal. Get a sweet deal. $2 any size McCafe beverage on the McDonald's app. Between you and me, Sparky, I would have walked you for free. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 4322 or participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. McDonald's app download and registration required. <laughs> 